0: Do you have student loans? Hey, me too. But don't worry, you can still buy your first home even with student loans. In today's episode, we're going to tell you exactly how to do that. Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Alon, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. Uh, We have crossed over 75,000 views on YouTube. Uh, We have thousands of subscribers on our social media channels, and we're approaching 800 subscribers on our YouTube channel. You know, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for spreading the word, you know, for getting this message out to the masses. I think ultimately, you know, when we set out to create this podcast, it was really just to help educate. You know, this isn't something that's sponsored. We don't get paid to do this, but we want to help educate the public on their ability and keep the hope of home ownership alive. You know, ultimately, we want folks to know that no matter where they're at or what they're going through, they can buy their first home. And so we're here to help you with that. I just wanted to say thank you before we dive into today's episode. Now, today's episode is going to be a good one. Um, You know, there's so much in the news today about student loans and how they're holding people back from buying their first home. The truth is, yes, there are a lot of folks who have student loans. We have 8.6 million people who have student loans. Um, In comparison, in 1995, we only had 4.1. So we've doubled. The number of people who have student loans has doubled. Part of that is because tuitions have gone up. So, I hear a lot of the older generation, you know, they come back, hey, I didn't have any student loans. I worked my way through school. That's great. That's great for you when, you know, each unit was $10 a unit, you know. <laughs> um, we've seen a 120% increase since 95 uh, in four year public uh, colleges. Four year public schools have gone up 120% in tuition. So, it's, it's ridiculous just for the public schools. Private schools, which were already high, have gone up 76%. So yes, more people are going to school, which is great. You know, um, there's a a lot of folks who, you know, during this um, pandemic have decided to go back to school and learn different skills and get a degree, things of that nature, which is awesome. Um, But with more people going back, there is an increase in borrowing. Right now, student loan debt represents $1.7 trillion dollars. Um, in America, that is second only to mortgage debt. So yes, there's a lot of debt on the books when it comes to student loans, but I want you to know that it does not hold you back from buying your first home. So we're gonna talk about how these student loans are calculated, um, how they're used to figure out if you can buy and how much of a home you can buy. And so the first thing I do wanna dive into, as I mentioned, you know, tuitions are up, More people are going to school, which is great, but we have to find ways to control our costs in other places. So if you're deciding, you know, if you were working full-time and now you're going to be working part-time and going to school full-time, or you're gonna go to school full-time and work full-time, whatever the case may be, there's gonna be an increase in expenses. That's just the way it is. You're gonna pay for gas, you know, if you're going to campus. Um, if you have children, you're going to be paying for some type of childcare, or, you know, as you go to class, um, you're going to have more of these, you know, maybe even food costs, you know, as you're kind of coming and going, getting home late, you may eat out more than expected. There's going to be an increase in expenses. So you got to find ways to save in those areas, especially when it comes to food. You know, food is one of those things that can get away from you. So Find ways to, you know, pack a lunch um, or pack a dinner if you're if you're going to night classes. Um, find ways for you to save on some childcare costs. Is there a family member? Who can take care of your child during those times where you have class can you do online classes i know it's tough <laughs> you know especially when you have little ones and you're trying to you know focus on class and, and still raise a family so i get it i totally get it um you know i went back to school late in life you know i i have school you know student loans um when i went back for my master's degree and so definitely you know there there's gonna be challenges i don't want to sugarcoat it but There are ways for you to save on some expenses. If you really look at it on a month to month or week by week basis, take a look at your budget, track your spending. You know, I told you about, you know, an app that I use in previous episodes uh, called every dollar, you know, which you can just keep track through an app. It makes it easy to see where your money is going and then you can make some changes on a week by week basis. Um, and so if there are ways for you to cut some expenses, you can save some money, and not borrow so much on the student loan side and so that is definitely something that I want to tap into first the second thing I wanted to talk about was how does you know having student loan debt impact your ability to buy a house student loan debt is treated like any other debt you know you have credit card payments you have car payments things of that nature and so if you are actively repaying you know your student loans, whatever that payment is, gonna be factored into your DTI, your debt to income ratio. And so um, we've highlighted debt to income ratios before, but literally what we're doing is comparing how much money you earn compared to how much money is going out to your debt obligations, credit cards, car payments, and student loans. That's going to be factored in and looked at from, you know, based on your loans. say if you're using an FHA program, something like that, they're going to say, well, 43%, you know, debt to income ratio is safe. And so with your house payment added to this existing debt, you know, that's going to impact how much you can afford. So yes, if you have a student loan of $500 a month that you're repaying, then of course it's gonna take your, um, you know, how much you can afford, it's gonna take it down. You know, you're gonna be able to afford less, um, you're gonna have to make up that income somewhere else um, because your ratios may be too high. Uh, Maybe there's opportunities for you to pay other things off. Whatever the case may be, it will be factored in. Um, And so that is something to consider, is treat it like a normal debt in the fact that yes, it's going to balance in comparison to your income. So can you raise your income? I don't know, you know, is there a second job? You're already deciding to go back to school. That's already a lot on your plate. Um, you know, can you work more, uh, more hours? Or are there better jobs or, or raises available to you? You have to just look at everything from that perspective. If you're trying to buy a home, go back to school and work, you know, you have to consider all the costs for sure. The next part of that calculation is if you are in forbearance, um, you know, if you're not actively in a repayment. So if you're not actively in repayment, if you're, you know, forbearance or deferred payments, whatever the case may be, different loan types will look at that debt differently. And so uh, Fannie Mae will say, hey, you have $50,000 worth of, you know, student loan debt. You know, and what they're going to say is they're going to calculate your payments at 1% of the total debt. So if you have $50,000, they're going to say, hey, $500 a month is considered your, your, you know your payment if you would because you don't currently have a payment that's Fannie Mae Freddie Mac is going to to take 0.5% as well as FHA so 0.5% of that total outstanding debt will be used as a payment um, which is a significant number and I recognize that you know folks have a lot of student loan debt um, and so that can definitely impact your ability to repay. So 0.5% on FHA, and I mention FHA a lot because most first-time homebuyers do use FHA, Um, so 0.5% of the total outstanding debt will be used to factor in your actual payment on that student loan debt and your debt-to-income ratio. If you are using VA, you know if you've served in the military or your military spouse, things of that nature, they're actually going to use 5% of the outstanding balance and then divide it over 12 months. Um, So... It, it can be a little bit harder to go that route, but VA has some benefits as in, you know, no money down. And so you have to kind of outweigh, you know, should should you go with VA? I always say if you have access to a VA loan, use it. <laughs> you know, it's going to be the best loan out there. Um, definitely, I would encourage you to use that over an FHA loan if you have access to it. So just something to consider whatever they factor in these, these payments, um, they're going to use whatever's higher. So like, let's say your payment is coming up and you're on on maybe some type of repayment that's based on your income. Um, but some of these loans will say, well, I recognize that, you know, that smaller payment because they recognize that as a temporary payment. Um, but if they factor in 0.5% of your total outstanding balance and that's higher, they're going to use that to qualify you on the debt to income ratio. I know it's not fair. (laughs) It doesn't seem fair, but they're going to use whichever is higher. So most of these lenders will use whichever amount is going to be higher for you. Something to consider. Talk to a lender. I definitely encourage you to talk to a lender. Um, You can get started with us at Homeowner Prep at homeownerprep.com forward slash start. And we can connect you with a lender to figure out what's going to be used in your scenario. The biggest thing is I want you to understand that you can buy a home even with student loan debt. I know there's a lot of false information out there to make you feel like, hey, it's impossible or it's so much harder um, or because you're not actively repaying that you you have to wait till you're repaying before you can qualify for a home. It's just not true. Um, You can buy a home with the student loan debt. I told you how it'll be factored in, how payments will be calculated and how they'll use it for your debt to income ratios, but ultimately it can be done. And so I want you to have that hope. If there are things that are coming up, you know, where your debt to income ratio is just too high um, because of the student loan debt, there may be opportunities again for you to cut back on some of the other expenses to offset. So, you know, if, if right now you don't qualify, you can still qualify down the road, you know, talk to a lender, get a plan together and really figure out, um, you know, how do I do this? You know, how, how do I put a game plan together to make sure that I can buy the home that I want? Um, when the time is right the question always comes to me you know when we talk with folks who have student loan debt they say hey should i pay off my student loan debts you know maybe they had a windfall of cash or they had savings and they're thinking hey i have thirty thousand dollars worth of student loan debts i have thirty thousand dollars in the bank should i use that to pay off student loan debt and it depends i always say that if you have student loans and you got into a field where you're working in public education or certain government jobs, they may have uh, loan forgiveness built in. So you have to work in those jobs for 10 years, 120 months of, you know, making your repayments. And then the rest, the remaining balance is forgiven. So in that case, should you pay, you know, your total balance off early? I would say no. Um, if you were getting, you know, you talk to a lender, you have a plan of, purchasing a home, you have, say, $15,000 worth of student loans, and you have that money in the bank, and the lender says, hey, if you pay that off, that erases $750 worth of, you know, payments that we have to factor into your debt-to-income ratio, it might be worth it to then pay it off at that time. So it all depends on your situation. Um, Again, if you're in an industry where there's going to be loan forgiveness, you know, take advantage of that. That's why you, you know, got into that industry. That's why you're maybe working at a certain job, over another job uh, because you're in a field where you know your loans can be forgiven, whatever the case may be, take advantage of it. But if your lender says, hey, if we were to pay it off with the funds, then you can qualify for this amount of home and get the home that you really want, then it may be best for you to go ahead and pay that off and take care of it. At the end of the day, it all starts with having a conversation with a lender. Again, we can get you started. Visit our website at homeownerprep.com forward slash start We'll connect you with the lender, have that conversation, put a game plan together, and figure out how you can do it—not if you can do it, because you can definitely buy a home with student loan debt. If you have any direct questions that you want to just reach out to us and ask a quick question, you can reach out to us on our social media channels. The easiest one is going to be able to reach us on is uh, Instagram. So visit Instagram.com, um, and we're always going to be at Homeowner Prep. So you can visit us at Homeowner Prep ask a direct question, send us a direct message. We'll be happy to help you there. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you have any questions, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. And I look forward to providing you with some more great content on the next episode. Until then, be blessed. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeownerprep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.